Leadership at Home, Sunday the 13th of November 2022, the second Sunday before Advent and Remembrance Sunday. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of Luke chapter 21 verses 5 to 19. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defence in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Jesus' words resonate hugely at a time when every day we read of the continuing war in Ukraine, now in its 263rd day. But in fact, there have only been four years since the end of the Second World War when there has not been a formally declared war somewhere in the world, and even in those years there was conflict. Jesus' words here aren't, of course, a prediction of what would be happening in 2022 specifically. It's worth noting this timeless nature of his words that have been spoken to every generation. Then, the context of the gospel meant that the readers and hearers of his words would have witnessed the fall of the temple in Jerusalem. And every generation since, where they have known conflict conflict and the sense of portent and end of time. It's a sadness, but perhaps an inevitability, 
that the two world wars of the first half of the 20th century led to talk of a war to end all wars. It was warfare in a way that people had never known before. Suggestion was that nothing like that would be allowed to happen again. And yet, the development of new arms and war machines has always continued. Nationalism and defensiveness continued to hinder international cooperation, whether in tackling a worldwide pandemic or global warming. It's a pretty bleak picture when summarised in that way. But it's precisely when we need to understand and consider Jesus' real purpose in describing this apocalyptic future. He's not telling us how it will be inevitably. He's calling us to repentance for his hearers then and for us now. And to repent is the first step we can take in acceptance of ourselves and in our global failings in order to create a new future. We are called in this reconciliation process to lament, accept and hope. So as we bring ourselves into our own awareness, our sense of human failing and often helplessness in the face of corporate responsibility and lack of power as individuals, we don't need to just hold it feeling impotent to do anything. We act prayerfully. We lament. This is about the need to remember, to look back honestly, not just at our failings, but the failings of mankind. The words of the Coventry Litany of Reconciliation, which I'll use in our time of prayer, is a good example of this. In the simple words of response, Father, forgive. This outpouring of feeling, of lamenting, can help us move to a place of acceptance of our human situation, where we recognise in each other a common humanity, humanity, being drawn together in that humanity, rather than separated by our differences. Differences across national, social and cultural divides. And in that commonality, we seek hope as individuals and together, agreeing to walk together for a shared future in any way we can. This pattern of reconciliation process, lament, accept and hope, is one I could pick out in a book I read recently, Life and Death in the Battle of Britain. It's an account of the diary of Padre Guy Mayfield, chaplain at RAF Duxford, from February 1940 to November 1941. The subtitle of the book is How Should You Live If You Are Twenty and Will Be Dead by the End of the Summer? A question that is at once profound, painful, and summarises the sort of tragedy and horror that the reader encounters in the pages of the book. It is a difficult but compelling read, gripping as the growing conflict and German invasion of countries of Europe drew the war ever closer through 1940. With a knowing sense of fear, 
moments of dark humour at the sheer normality of conflict, at the description of a game of chess interrupted by a bomb being dropped too close and disturbing the pieces, and the unspeakable pain of loss of family, comrades and stability, the anger and blame at equipment failures, tactical decision makers and God. As Carl Warner describes in the introduction, this diary account is not a varnished or airbrushed tale, but real people operating under real pressure. Padre Guy was thrust into what was an almost impossibly complex, wide-ranging and ever-expanding job, dealing day to day with practical and spiritual needs of young men likely to die, families in mourning and military secrets at a time when the threat of invasion was very real and the prospect of winning the war not at all certain. The national mythology of the Battle of Britain eloquently described by Winston Churchill as an enormous debt owed by all to so few, is in many respects well-founded. Getting up day after day and flying and fighting, not just for their own lives, but the freedom of their often adopted country, with no guarantee of success, makes the people described truly inspirational. In the reality of their war experience and their very humanness is an apparent need to bring to the Padre what in them is broken, afraid or uncomfortable, to lament. Their acceptance of their situation and their hope, a path to reconciliation of self and a reconciliation of purpose in a terrible situation. So for Jesus then, for the war dead then, and for us now, we lament, accept, and hope. In Jesus' name, Amen. Our prayers begin with the Coventry Litany of Reconciliation. At the end of each sentence, we respond to Father, forgive, by repeating the words, Father, forgive. For the hatred which divides nation from nation, race from race, class from class, Father, forgive, Father, forgive. For the covetous desires of people and nations to possess what is not their own, Father, forgive. Father, forgive. The greed which exploits the work of human hands and lays waste to the earth. Father, forgive. Father, forgive. Our envy of the welfare and happiness of others. Father, forgive. Father, forgive. Our indifference to the plight of the imprisoned, the homeless, the refugee. Father, forgive. Father, forgive. The lust which dishonours the bodies of men, women and children. Father, forgive. 
Father, forgive. The pride which leads us to trust in ourselves and not in God. Father, forgive. Father, forgive. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. And so we commit ourselves to work in penitence and faith for reconciliation between the nations, that all people may together live in freedom, justice and peace. We pray for all who in bereavement, disability and pain continue to suffer the consequences of fighting and terror. And we remember with thanksgiving and sorrow those whose lives in world wars and conflicts past and present have been given and taken away. Heavenly Father, whose blessed Son was revealed to destroy the works of the devil and to make us the children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that we, having this hope, may purify ourselves, even as he is pure, that when he shall appear in power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so, as our Saviour has taught us, we share together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. God, grant to the living grace, to the departed rest, to the church, the king, the commonwealth and all people, unity, peace and concord, and to us and all God's servants, life everlasting, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>